As we've been talking about this morning, there's been some long-awaited good news in the United States with more evidence that inflation is continuing its rapid fall. But will signs that the pace of inflation is slowing be enough for the US Federal Reserve to rethink that need for more interest rate hikes? We're joined this morning by the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Uh, Peter, good morning to you. Pretty good development from what we're hearing, but how confident can we be that inflation is finally being contained? Well, good morning, Tom. And yes, I am pleased to be the bearer of good news this morning. And yeah, this is good news, given that recently rising inflation has been relentless right around the world, including here in Australia, despite aggressive interest rate rises from central banks. We've seen US consumer prices rise modestly in June, up growing by 0.2%. Small rises in gasoline prices, also rents, a concern in the United States as well as here, which offset a decrease in prices of used cars. Looking at the annual pace or the 12 months to June, inflation uh, rose just by 3%, uh, down from 4%. Now, that's the smallest annual increase in more than two years, so pretty significant that um, US inflation is uh, starting to slow down. It was running about 9% about a year ago, pretty red hot with um, supply issues from the pandemic and the war in Ukraine, but this could be quite a big turning point, Tom. We know the US Federal Reserve has been pretty vigilant about pushing rates higher to tame inflation, that ultimate goal, Peter, but will this be enough to make them feel more relaxed? Well, interestingly, uh, there is some good news here, and that's because core inflation or underlying inflation is also showing signs of slowing, and that underlying figure strips out volatile items like uh, fuel, food, fruit and vegetables to determine if inflation is entrenched in the broader economy. Uh, Underlying inflation up by 0.2% in June. Still very high, though, over the year at Mm. 4.8%. So inflation isn't dead, uh, maybe not even resting just yet, but it does look as though the impact from uh, the pandemic on shortages might be over. That's where uh, demand exceeds supply, uh, hence inflation. So it could be that for the first time in a very long time that the US Federal Reserve might have the upper hand on controlling inflation. But a bit of a reality check here. The Fed has an inflation target of 2%. So 3% on the headline rate is still very high. A long way to go, which means there might be one more rate rise in the US this month, but it could be the last. So could this translate to Australia? Well, here on the uh, last monthly reading for May, we saw inflation surprisingly fall to 5.6%. Um, and that's a big sign that Reserve Bank rate rises, we've had 12, remember, are starting to work. Now, that's the monthly figure. So it's a smaller basket of goods to assess, and they can be quite volatile. But the big one is coming up on July the 26th, and that's the quarterly CPI. And if those quarterly numbers continue to fall, as everyone hopes, like the US, then the likelihood of more Reserve Bank rate rises might diminish. Though when he was speaking yesterday, the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe repeated the battle isn't over and that he'll be doing whatever it takes to get inflation back down to that 2 to 3% inflation target, which is what he's been saying all along. Yeah, right. So speaking of Philip Lowe, while well, we've got you there, Peter Ryan, when will we find out if he'll be renewed as RBA Governor or if he'll perhaps get the axe? Well, you know, this is obviously a a very big deal. It's looking as though there won't be a decision about Philip Lowe's future until Mr Lowe and the Treasurer Jim Chalmers get back from the G20 summit in India. 
they'll probably be sitting close to each other at the pointy end of the plane, so it could be a bit of an awkward trip, uh, <laughs> regardless of whether the announcement is made, maybe you know today, tomorrow, or when they get back from the G20. It's a massive decision for Jim Chalmers, who'll be taking his recommendation to Cabinet before there's any decision, of course. Some of the names floating around as a replacement, Treasury Secretary Stephen Kennedy, Finance Department Secretary Jenny Wilkinson, both highly regarded. But how keen would they be to take on this job if Philip Lowe was axed? And would their appointment be tarnished as being too political, given that if Philip Lowe goes, it's at a time when he's been doing his job in raising interest rates to tame inflation. That's a highly unpopular move. He's highly unpopular. And Labor backbenchers have been off the leash as attack jobs over this. And the other option is an internal RBA appointment, Michelle Bullock, a a safe appointment. But there's a chance, just a chance, that Philip Lowe might get a shorter second term, six months, uh, a year, maybe 18 months, to handle the transition. does feel pretty unlikely given what we've been hearing, but that could be a sensible path for stability to get the right person into the job. But it does feel as though Mr Lowe won't be around this time next year when interest rates are probably being cut and he won't have the opportunity to take credit for that. I guess we'll wait and see. Peter, thank you very much for joining us. The ABC Senior Business Correspondent Peter Ryan there.